Hello. Hello. You do know it's summer, right? Yeah, but it's also eight in the morning and my hair looks like shit. So I got a fucking hoodie on and a beanie. All right. <laughs> Lay off uh, me, lady. Haven't seen the beanie in a hot minute. Well, you know, here, I'll take it off for you. There we go. It's getting bad that bad, huh? No, I actually trimmed it the other day. So it's, it's not looking terrible, but I took a shower before, uh, before bed last night and then just went to bed with hit wet hair. And then now it's just like Perfect. the most curly, mm. you know, cause I didn't do anything. I didn't blow dry. I didn't add any product. Wait, you normally blow dry your hair. This is a new thing in the past year that I've come to learn. And I will hate wow. right off the bat, right off the bat, not even an ad, but I'm throwing it out there. The Dyson hair dryer that really? Sarah has is the tits magister. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I've used a hair dryer and not because of quarantine. Well, you know, my hair's hard to tame. So, you know, you get that hair mm. dryer and, you know, it, it does it all it can do, really. Mm -hmm. uh, your studio looks like it's really coming together. I know, right? It's looking pretty good. I need more of the sound barrier things. And also, Amazon, get your dick out your face because I ordered a fucking rug like a month ago and it was supposed to be here like within days and mm. now it's just like stuck. And I don't know what to do because it's like in California now. You know, you can watch that you track that shit like yeah. a bloodhound and you're, I'm sitting there like looking at it and it's like in California now, but it's like, well, we're so sorry that it's late. You can ask for a refund. It's like, no, it's so so close now. You know, just get it here. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a pro rug tip. Also, not an ad. Okay. My favorite place to get rugs is RugsUSA.com. Have you ever shopped on that website? I'm no. guessing no. Uh, it's great. They ship super fast and all the rugs are pretty friggin' cheap. Like rugs are an expensive thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's something you don't really realize until you're an adult. Rugs are freaking expensive. Yeah, for sure. And um, because I live in a house with three dogs that like to destroy the rugs, like if they puke, there's like a whole house of hardwood floors to puke on, but they pick the rug. Mm -hmm. I like don't get it. So I go through them a lot. And then um, so my mom told me about Rugs USA. And like you can literally get like a, a nice like 8x10 rug for like $300 and it ships super fast. Just saying. Really? Shout out. Rugs USA. If you're, yes, please. If you're a big fan of pens, you know, there's a website called um, Pen Island. Never heard of it. What? I don't get it. There is a website for pens called Pen Island. But pen, like pens you write with? Yeah. If you need pens. Huh. But when you look at it, someone wasn't doing, wasn't really thinking about how that was going to look on the internet because penisland.com looks a whole lot like penis land. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> but it's real? Yeah, you can buy pens there. Well, at least it used to be. I don't know. Huh. Fascinating. Uh. Yeah. So how you doing, we're kid? Here, we're just here to educate the people. That's right. You got rugmunchers.com. You got penisland.com. I'm doing great, I guess. It's not raining for once. So that's cool. I'm noticing that you have a tie-dye uh, sweater on, which apparently is like the quarantine rage right now. Oh, well... I it's been like it's been on trend for over a year now, so it's actually the quarantiners are a little behind, but well, it's fine. <laughs> what? You just like shamed yeah. quarantine people. Yeah. That's everybody. They're a year behind. <laughs> Everyone's quarantined. You just shamed everyone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm excited about today's show. Later on, we're gonna have Kelty Knight on the show from the Lady Gang podcast. I see you have her book, as do I. Yeah. Also, how about how we talked about Jara Hearts and the author freaked out when she heard that we were talking about it and then started tweeting about it. Which is so funny because like she was kind of fangirling that we were talking about it, but I'm freaking out that she cares that we talk about it because I love the book so much. I know. Did you get your mom on the development deal or what's going on? She's on it. She's all about having Sarah in it, producing it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. You've got a new shtick going on on your Instagram. It's like tour of the farm with brandy and you show a bunch of animals. Yeah, called it's called Meet the Farm. Meet the Farm. I, I've like been actually wanting to do this for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. But then quarantine like 
I just, there's, there's nothing else I can post about because that's all I'm doing. Yeah. So it just kind of made sense to start it now. Honestly, it's gotten rave reviews, especially the donkey posts. People are loving the donkeys. Shout out to AJ, BJ, CJ, DJ, and Buckley. Wait, how many jobs are in there? You got blowjob, you got handjob, you got... There's no HJ, actually. There's no there's no HJ? No. Yeah, that's all right. HJ's the worst. I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Like, is an HJ? Is an HJ even worth it anymore at your age or, like, sometimes? I mean, I like the inverted HJ. <laughs> this. It's harder. Really? To, it's harder to do, but, you know, if you can really get that's a good a good elbow snap in there, <laughs> you ain't going to kick it out of bed. You know, <laughs> I can't breathe. I, I'll say this. I, you know, I don't hate an HJ. Really? Well, like, I like it just a, a part of like the whole landscape of the hookup, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good mm-hmm. starting place. Like, okay. here's my thing. Like, I, I would assume that most women w- would much rather have a guy go down on them than to finger them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but you're saying an HJ. So it's a good starting point, And then, you know. HJ to BJ, BJ to ZJ, and then ZJ to, uh... Yeah, what's next, Well, <laughs> You gotta ask, you don't wanna know. <laughs> Damn, all right. I feel like I've uh, I've retired the HJ a little bit. Maybe I need to bring it back out. I just think, you know, it's a, start, it's a, starting, it's a starting point, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. No. Noted. No one hates to get, get a little tug-tug. <laughs> <laughs> How do people listen to this podcast? I do not. Know. I don't know. All right, let's. Going to be some women going going home and giving some HJs. I know, and a bunch of guys would be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Are we in high school? What's going on?" All right, let's start the shizo. Oh yeah, I probably should. You, me. I think you. All right, bros and. Hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Mm. I like how we try to switch up the intro. No, we can't do it. There's really not a whole lot you can do with it. Oh, I know. Well, I saw that, you know, Blood is writing the intro for your you and your mom's podcast. Can we go one up? Can sure we get is. can we get Miley? Can we get <laughs> Miley to fucking do a uh intro? Um chances are slim. Why? You know who would probably do an intro, although it'd probably be the saddest intro you've ever heard is Noe. She actually did make an intro for us. Should we bring it back to life? Let me see if I can find it real quick. Hold on. She's so funny. How do you want to intro it? I don't know. Do we need like a jingle intro? The first episode ever. No? It just needs to be like, all right, here we go. Podcast time. Okay. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Are you ready? Yeah. So, all right, this is episode one of your favorite thing podcast with Brandy Cyrus and Wells Adams. Which better be your favorite people on your favorite thing. Is that going to be the billing, you first and me? I was actually thinking. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Someone needs to this describe. This is not a radio. This is a podcast. Uh, so he's wearing yeah. a skin tight red shirt with his oh, yeah. nipples <laughs> popping out. <laughs> Some skin tight, like really light, light blue jeans. Yeah, I forgot. This was the episode. brown belt. This is the episode where Noah Cyrus and Brandy Cyrus just ripped on my fucking outfit. You should be glad Miley Cyrus wasn't here. She would have really oh, and been. light brown. Hey, listen. Case. I don't think that Miley gets to make fun of anyone's choices in wardrobe, okay? I recall. Oh, she does. Yeah, right. Here it is. These are a few of my favorite things. Oh. Do, do, do. Should that be our theme song? Red drops and then and then pretty mountains. She doesn't know the words though. Snow bells and sleigh bells and whiskers on kittens. Brown paper packages tied up with string. Walls hates kittens. These are a few of my favorite things. Yes. Dun 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 dun. Love it. Hold on, maybe that's the theme song. It's her doing that. I would love it. And then you. That's funny. In the first episode, I'm like, maybe that's the thing. And then we totally forgot. And then on episode 104, we're like, yeah, that should have been the thing. <laughs> It should have been the thing. Although, I feel like she stole that song, so probably could have been sued. Also, she's so not close on the lyrics. No, not at all. So maybe we wouldn't have been sued. Sleigh bells and sleigh bells. What? (laughs) How do we find the actual song? It's from The Sound of Music. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Oh, shit. Like copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. I feel like I need to take some acid right now. Packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Sleigh bells and rain bells. 
ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel oh, with noodles, wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite. Wait, she was right. Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles, wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. In white dresses with blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose. All right, well. Damn, dude, that's a fucking creepy song, though. It is very. Can creepy. you imagine like getting kidnapped and whoever is kidnapping uh, you was just playing that song not. over and over again? You'd be like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, terrifying. Uh, We've been talking for like over ten minutes and we haven't really accomplished nothing. anything. Um, do yes. you got some favorite things? Sleigh bells and rain bells and whiskers on kittens. I gotta tell you. You got nothing. I have watched pretty much nothing but Lost. I am on season two, episode like 10. I am ripping through Lost. Like, when did I start this? Like a week ago? First of all, lots of fans wanted to hear my thoughts. So you're just gonna have to deal. Season two, first of all, hello, Michelle Rodriguez. Question is, was this her, did she get her start on Lost or was it Fast and the Furious and then she was on Lost? Because I remember her from the Fast and the Furious. She was badass. Also, shout out, loved the first Fast and the Furious. Paul Walker was my crush. R. Had R. his poster on my wall. Yeah? Did some ZJs um, to it, Paul something Walker? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Michelle Rodriguez comes in the picture. Love her. She's super badass, super hot. But it's weird. Like a couple episodes in, they like her. Okay, here's my one complaint about Lost. A lot of things happen that they never ever resolve, never go back to, and never talk about ever again. And you're like, but but what about that? How come no one is questioning this whole like we got to type the code in every four hours situation in the hatch? Like why is no one questioning this? Why is everyone just like, yeah, we'll do what the video says. That makes a lot of sense. How does not one person say like? Let's just see what happens if we don't push it. Like, don't you? Are you just dying to know what happens if you don't push the button? Yeah, but then you might die. No. Might. What's gonna happen? The whole island's just gonna explode. Listen, here's what I think happened. I think that J.J. Abrams wrote the pilot, being like, "This is never gonna get picked up," and then it did get picked up, and he's like, "Well, I don't know. Let's just start throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks." And they're just like, "Yeah, all right." I guess. Polar bears. You want to do polar bears? Fuck, I don't know. How much weed did you smoke? Not enough. All right, polar bears. Makes sense. You know? So, yeah, I don't know what the heck's going on. I don't I don't know. I, I need answers. Dude, I watched this show a decade ago. <laughs> well, it's got me hooked. It's just as good as it was a decade ago. You want me to, out. You want me to start breaking down, like, old episodes of step-by-step yeah. step for you? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Well, that's where I'm at. I need answers. Because if they don't start giving me some answers, they're going to lose me in season three. All right. Also, the main character, Jack, his hotness has worn off. I need another hot guy to enter to keep my attention span. Well, going. Ian Summerhalter is on it. Huh? Ian Summerhalter. Oh, he died forever ago. Oh, he did? Yeah, he died in season one. It was what about, sad. What about James Sawyer Ford? Huh? Sawyer. He's like a kind of a, he's like a oh, bad he guy. He is not hot at all. In fact, he looks like he's almost 50 and he's such an asshole. There are so many characters on this show that are so unlikable. Okay. I'm like, you can go. Bye. Okay. So just for like the sake of the, the show that we do once a week, can you diversify what you're watching so we don't, we don't just get an update on a show that aired a decade ago? <laughs> yeah. So you know what else I watched? Uh, yeah. Have you even started or attempted to watch defending jacob i attempted last night but we huh. didn't get to it but we are going to start okay there's only one left next week's is the season finale it's it's over very quickly so the past couple episodes have been a little slow but last week's this one i just watched was fantastic lots yeah. happened it was great now that we're into the trial right. i like love a trial who doesn't love a trial person on trial probably they, they left it on a nice cliffhanger, <laughs> ready for the season finale. Chris Evans still so hot. But now the way they've set up the season finale, I feel like if they go down the path I think they're on, it's going to be like a little bit of like an anticlimactic letdown if they if it goes the way I think it's going to go. Honestly, this kid is so unlikable. Like, I almost feel like his actions have been so stupid. Even though he didn't do it, he honestly kind of deserves to go to jail. But – I don't think he deserves to be tried as an adult. Do you think it's really messed up they can try a 14-year-old kid as an adult? Because I think it's messed up. Speaking of jail, I started reading a book about this guy who went to jail for raping and murdering and then burning the body of a 14-year-old girl. Eesh. 
It's called The Life oh. We Bury. Sounds good. It is so good. College student Joe Talbert has the modest goal of completing a writing assignment for an English class. His task is to interview a stranger and write a brief biography of the person. With deadlines looming, Joe heads to a nearby nursing home to find a willing subject. There he meets Carl Iverson, and soon, nothing in Joe's life is ever the same. Carl is a dying Vietnam veteran and a convicted murderer. With only a few months to live, he has been medically paroled to a nursing home after spending 30 years in prison for the crimes of rape and murder. As Joe writes about Carl's life, especially Carl's valor in Vietnam, he cannot reconcile the heroism of the soldier and the despicable acts of the convict. Thread by thread, Joe unravels the tapestry of Carl's conviction. Will Joe discover the truth before it's too late to escape the fallout? The life we bury. You go into it being like, this motherfucker raped and killed this poor young girl. Mm. And then things start unraveling and you're like, wait a second. And they start kind of digging into the past. And I'm only halfway through. And I'm like, he definitely did not kill this woman, but went to jail for 30 years. This is fucked up. And so they no. start, and they start like, so they, like at a point right now where he's going he's gonna to go get the help of the Innocence Project, which is a real thing, which is like, if you watch like Making a Murderer, like the Innocence Project was like the people that got him out the first time. All right, great. I finally saw 1917. I don't think I saw that. Dean Charles Chapman is the star, and he was, like, the younger brother in Game of Thrones, the one that kind of just, like, walks out the window. I shouldn't laugh, but yeah, not real. So it's him and this other guy, George McKay. So it's Lance Corporal Blake and Lance Corporal Schofield. April 6, 1917. As the Rainman assembles to wage war deep in enemy territory, two soldiers are assigned to race against time and deliver a message that will stop 1,600 men from walking straight into a deadly trap. Sarah and I were watching it and I was like, cause I was, I'm a big like a war movie guy. Yeah, I was talking to her like as a boy, if I were an actor, here's what I would want to do. Number one, I'd want to do a Western. Number two, I'd want to mm -hmm. do a war movie. And then like number mm -hmm. three, I think I'd want to do like a, like a buddy cop comedy with like yep. Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart or something like that. Yep. And this war movie, it's going to change the way that they make war movies. Like I used to think that Saving Private Ryan was one of the visually the most stunning, crazy movies I've ever seen in terms of like war movies. I mean, there's of course there's like Apocalypse Now. And so do you remember in Birdman how it's like single shots for like oh, yeah. 17 minutes and you're like, they haven't cut yet. They have not mm -hmm. fucking cut yet. How are they doing this? It's like that. It's shot like that where you're like, where was the cut? I think we're 30 minutes in and I haven't seen a cut. And like the way they do it will be like a bomb will go off and smoke will like pass through, pass over them. And you're like, I think that's where the cut was. That's cool. It is so beautifully done. And the cameos they have in it are amazing. Benedict Cumberbatch has like the tiniest role in the world. And you're like, how did that happen? You know, I think it was Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumbersnatch. Colin Firth is in it. I mean, it is phenomenal. Okay. Phen Where'd you watch it? You just buy it on Apple? Yeah, I always bought it on Apple. All right, so 1917. Check it out, dude. Yeah, well, for sure. It sounds really good. Yeah. Okay, so you know the, how the other day I was telling you about that Belgium show with the overdubbing oh, yep. called Into the Night? And I was like, it's really good, mm -hmm. even though there's like a bunch of like overdubbing, but whatever. I've heard a lot of people talk about this show this week. Oh, all right. It, like they're loving it. Yeah, this is how far deep into quarantine we are. Like now I'm like getting into like other countries shows that are overdubbed. Like we've reached the end of Netflix. No, I think we have. There's um, no end. Oh, there's an end. So we started watching this overdubbed. I think it's a Russian show. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a shitty Westworld, hmm. but it's pretty good. Here's a synopsis. A family on the brink of splitting up becomes the owners of a cutting-edge robot being sought by a corporation, homicide investigators, and terrorists. It's pretty good. Okay, so they're in Russia, and, like, it's like the Apple of Russia are, like, unveiling, like, the new—they call them bots, but they're basically just, like, robots, right? And they got, like—they basically buy or steal the new cutting-edge one from Japan, I think. And they're going to, like, reverse engineer and figure out how, like, it's it works and then and sell it, whatever. And so the best and brightest new bot comes, and it's just, like, this hot chick, and she escapes. 
and then like imprints on this little girl. And so like the little girl's like her owner. Everyone's after this one bot because, you know, obviously they, they invest a lot of money into it. But this bot looks like got a little bit of a past. All right. <laughs> so if you if you can, you're losing it, if you can, if you can handle overdub better than us, not bad. You're insane. Whatever. All right, Wells. Yep. I've jumped on the train where everyone's like cleaning out their house, going through their closet, getting rid of stuff they don't want and need. I, and I have a lot of that laying around this house. So I successfully sold a few pair of riding pants that I don't wear because I don't love the way they fit me. And they're honestly like brand new. So got on Facebook, sold them. And because I didn't want to have to go to the post office because, you know, uh, the Rona, mm -hmm. I shipped everything from my house using ShipStation.com. We've talked about ShipStation a lot. Yeah, it's the fastest and the most affordable way to manage your shipping orders. Just a few clicks and you'll You'll be managing your orders, printing out labels, and getting your product to happy customer ship station makes it super easy, bro. It really was easy. So you can connect your ShipStation account to various different, like if you have an Etsy store, you can connect it to that. And so I use PayPal when I sell things online and it just connects right to my PayPal account. And then when someone pays me for a product, they enter their shipping address and everything right in there. And it just all pops up because it's synced. It's the easiest thing. It was one click to print a shipping label. And then I dropped it off down the street without having to go in or touch anything. It was awesome. So what's great about ShipStation is they offer huge discounts on shipping costs. ShipStation also works with all major carriers like USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon fulfillment. So they got everything covered, dude. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, YFTers can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use our offer code YFT. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture and get started at shipstation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in YFT, that's shipstation.com, and then enter offer code YFT. Shipstation.com, make ship happen. All right, YFTers, I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl & Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl & Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. What do you know about the HBO series with Mark Ruffalo? Have you seen anything about that? I saw um, I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, Mark Ruffalo's in this. I should probably watch I it. I know. Yeah, I watched the trailer, too, and it didn't really hook me, but I love Mark Ruffalo so much, that, and it's HBO. I feel like I need to give it a shot. It's called I Know This Much Is True. Yeah. What's the synopsis? Mark Ruffalo leads this family saga, which follows the parallel lives of identical twin brothers in an epic story of betrayal, sacrifice, and forgiveness set against the backdrop of 20th century America. The six-episode limited drama series is based on Wally Lamb's New York Times bestseller and award-winning book. So, yeah, that's what that's what I liked about it. It was Mark Ruffalo's playing two characters. He's playing twins. Oh, Remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we yeah. talk about this? Because you were like, do you get paid? Oh, we were talking about James Marsden yeah. in Dead to Me. We were like, do you get paid double if you play two characters? I love him so much. So I, I think I'm going to dive into that this week because I want to see him pull that off. Do it. We had Sheridan on last week. Yep. And he was talking about his favorite things. And one of them was Magic for Humans. Mm-hmm. He won Lion. Really? You love? It's so good. Oh. And so funny. Okay. Also, like, how do they do that shit? I don't even understand. Ma magic. 
You know? I don't either. Was it on Netflix? I forget. Yeah. Magic for Susans. For whatever reason, like they come across a lot of Susans uh, in this in this show. And so <laughs> he was like on the street. He'd be like, hey, what's your name? And it'd be like some old lady, like Susan. And then it cuts to Magic for Susans. So there's like 15 of these, just like small vignettes of him meeting Susans. But like, there's a lot of like really funny ones and really, really good ones. And a lot of like commentary on society and everything. It's just it's just really good. Okay. Hey, have you watched Worst Cooks in America Celebrity Edition starring yours truly, Wells Adams? Well, I told you that I watched the first two episodes and they were very long. <laughs> <laughs> so you- I can't say I've watched the newest one. Oh, well, you missed a good one. I made it through. <laughs> thank god and you know what in this episode it was a nod to you and i'm so upset that you didn't watch the episode because it was a little nod to brandy sigh i can go watch it so in in the episode we have to um like butcher a a fish to to find out if a fish is good there's a couple signs and so i don't really know them but they're asking me the questions and so one of the things is if it has cloudy eyes then it's like a bad fish or whatever. And if okay. it stinks like hot death, it's a bad fish. And if the tail is limp or flaccid, I don't know, bad fish. Huh. So in it's it, of you of me. So they're like, how do, how do you spot a good fish? And I'm like, uh, doesn't smell like hot death. The tail is something firm or flaccid. And then, firm. and then the eyes, uh, if it, the eyes are cloudy, it's not good. So clear eyes, open hearts, Good fish. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Yeah, see, it was, I knew it was something like that. And uh, what is that show? It's from the football show. Yeah, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. The best show ever. So anyways, that was for you, and you don't even watch the show. You know what? I am, I sound like I haven't watched any. I'm just a week behind. Cut me some slack. I'm watching Lost. Okay. You know, I, I watch TV before bed. And Wells, your face is just not really um, what I want to see. Just like right when I'm going to sleep, I feel. Yeah, I know, because women, because women dream about me. <laughs> they got, they got those good dreams. You and a flat fish, not exactly what I want. You know, going into dreamland at night. Mm-hmm. Clear eyes, open <laughs> hearts, can't lose. I was thinking about the other day. I was uh, thinking about a funny, a funny story from my childhood that I thought I would tell in the pod. Well, we're getting that desperate, huh? Yeah. I was probably 12. It was her graduation. So I'd woken up that morning and I was watching cartoons in my bed. And I had, I think everyone had it. Like one of those basketball hoops that suction cups to like the door or whatever. And then you can, you know. Totally. So I was playing with that suction cup basketball hoop. And I um, I was watching cartoons and I suction cut right to my forehead. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just like suction cupping thing. Suction cupping. Suction cupping. I was, suction cupping. I was suction cupping. Yeah. Just like my body, as you do, because you're a weird 12-year-old. And then I ended up suction cupping my forehead. So right on the forehead. And then I just watched like the rest of Saturday morning cartoons. So had it there for like a half an hour, 45 minutes, right? You know, then my mom comes up and she's like, well, it's time to get ready for <laughs> your sister's graduation. So I take a shower and all of a sudden I'm looking in the mirror and I have a giant hickey right (laughs) on my forehead okay (laughs) huge red spot all over my forehead right before i have to go to the santa catalina upper school graduation for my sister the catalina wine mixer the cat the fucking (laughs) catalina wine mixer and so i run downstairs i'm like mom she's like what the fuck did you do to your head (laughs) and i was like i just took a suction cup to it and they're like for how long? And I was like, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> my mom was like, there's nothing we can do here. You just have a <laughs> Couldn't she give you a hat? No, because we're going to graduation. So she's like, everyone's going to think that I beat you. <laughs> no, not even like an attempt at a little concealer or anything? So we start slathering makeup on my forehead. <laughs> so much concealer. But it doesn't do anything because it's so prominent, this hickey on my forehead. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking around the the Santa Catalina wine mixer graduation and everyone's like, what the fuck happened to your head? (laughs) And the thing's dripping out of my head and I'm telling everyone 
that I got hit in the forehead with a baseball because apparently that's a better story that I gave myself a hickey with a suction cup. That's a way better story. Yeah, it is. But anyways, time to come clean, folks. Didn't for all you out there who were like, was like, what's wrong with Wells' forehead 25 years ago? It was because I suction cut my head and I'm an idiot. So there you Doesn't go. Doesn't shock me. There you go. It's a true story. I, I'm the oldest, so the roles are kind of swapped. But like, I feel like if that was Trace, yeah. he would have been like, yeah, my sister hit me in the face with a baseball bat or something and like blamed me. Oh, I was telling everyone that I got hit by a baseball and like make it a cool story. And then my sister was totally like, no. Wells is an idiot, and he sucks. Cut his head, and I was like, I was like "Shut up, play, play cool, Mark. Play cool, play cool." Fun fact: I don't know if anyone's ever told this story. I feel like they have. Trace used to play baseball as a kid. Yeah, and he actually was like, I don't know, like playing in the front yard or something, and had a bat and went to like backswing the bat, and mm-hmm. Miley was right behind him. She was so little, like so young, like probably five, and smashed her in the forehead with the bat. True story. She got hit in the head a lot as a kid. She also got kicked in the forehead by one of our horses when she was really young. And my mom was so mad at my dad because he was there. It was his fault. It was the horse's fault, I suppose. Well, it's my dad's fault. She walked right behind it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of head trauma in the Cyrus family. That that totally makes sense, actually. Yeah. What's your excuse? I I fell off a horse like every day of my life, probably. No helmet because that's how we rolled back then Mm -hmm. in the 90s. For the record, I do wear a helmet now riding horses before I get like attacked. But for this, um, and I, even though I didn't wear one as a kid on the farm, but I then I went to horse camp when I was like eight and started to wear a helmet, and I've worn one ever since. And uh, if anyone comes and rides on my farm, we all wear helmets. Don't worry. Horse camp it, is the worst name for camp. It just sounds like it's a camp for just ugly people. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm so like I got to horse camp. It's the greatest time of my life. Pony camp sound better? I get it because it's you're actually riding horses, but it sounds like a camp for ugly people. <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> I loved horse camp. Wells, I told you a few weeks ago that I've started using Nutrafol hair vitamins. Mm-hmm. Still loving it. They're super easy to take. The recommended dosage is four pills a day you take with food. So I split it up. I take two in the morning when I have a little breakfast and then two with my dinner. And I am really excited about this. I actually am a big believer in hair vitamins. I took them in my 20s when I fried my own hair with bleach like a dum-dum. And so now since we're all quarantined and we're doing the self-care thing and uh, we have time to take better care of ourselves, I am back on the hair vitamin train. I'm super pumped because Nutrafol – grows thicker, fuller, healthier hair, and it's formulated with potent botanicals to help grow hair as strong as you are. Because, you know, I'm real strong with all the whole, like, horse poo scooping these days. Like You always somehow get in horse poo into, like, uh, our advertisements. It's a part of my daily life, bro. I get it. Here's the truth, man. When you think of, like, people with thinning hair, you think of guys. But the truth is 30 million women experience hair loss. Uh, but it's not openly talked about. So going through it yourself can feel really lonely and frustrating. It's time to change the conversation and join the thousands of women standing up for their strands. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use natural, clinically effective botanicals for better hair growth through whole body health. You can visit Nutrafol.com and take a hair wellness quiz for customized product recommendations, which is always great to do so you get something specific for your needs. And when you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries so you never miss a dose and you don't have to go to the store. And shipping is free. You can pause or cancel anytime. Everyone's asking, does it work? And the answer is yes. 70% of women saw improvements in just 90 days. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair, and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code YFT to get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. You get free shipping on every order and 20% off with this code at Nutrafol.com and use our promo code YFT. 20% off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code YFT for hair as strong as you are. All right, Brandy, you know, still stuck in the uh, shelter in place, and it's fine. I'm not losing my mind at all because I have been killing it on Best Fiends. Have you downloaded this game yet? It's on my phone, and I really 
am wanting to give it a try because my boyfriend is a big gamer and he's been begging me to get on and play this game with him. But give me an update. What's your status on well, here? It's, first of all, the first version was amazing, but the game has gotten more challenging and more fun. If you're like into strategy and solving puzzles, this game is for you. I've also got like my family playing it now. And so I'm competing with my brother who's always beating me and I freaking hate him, but love you, bro. I find myself being able to burn so much of this quarantine time off. Thank God for Best Fiends. Honestly, I think the coolest part about it for me is that it doesn't require the internet to play. So you don't have to worry about being on Wi-Fi or using cell data. Like when I'm down at the pool, there's no cell reception. And so this actually would be a really great thing for me to do when I'm getting my suntan on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips. And, and yeah, like Brandy said, you can play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must play. You can download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Download it now, dude. Get your game on. All right, you want to call you want to call Kelty real quick? Yeah, let's give her a rang. Let's call up Kelty. So she's one of the hosts in the Lady Game podcast, which I've been on. Have you ever been on that podcast? No, but I'm actually going on it soon. I have known Kelty for so long. We really? go way back. How so? I feel like I because she's been in the industry um, for so long, you know, as a as a on-air correspondent, like interviewing mm -hmm. red carpet events and award shows and stuff. Like, it's just very chaotic. And most of the time, like, most people in that situation aren't, like, the nicest and most accommodating. And she was just always really, really sweet. It was just always, like, a friendly face to see at events and everything. So we just, I don't know, we kind of became friends out of seeing each other so much at events and stuff. And, and yeah, so I just, I don't know. I've, I've happened to know her for a really long time, just, like, through all the Hollywood hustle and bustle. All right, well, let's give her a jingle jangle. I uh, want to hear some of her favorite things. And then also she got a new book out called Act Like a Lady. Yeah. All right. We should write a book. No, we should. No one... <laughs> No one needs to hear from us. No one needs to read about Colton jumping over a fucking fence. What? You know? I love Colton, but he Call, wrote, let's, let's call wrote that book. And I was just like, who's going to read this? <laughs> you know? People read it. No, I know. It was like a New York Times bestseller, but I'm like, what That's the what I'm fuck saying. is going on? That's what, you're right. We should write a book. <laughs> okay. Well, let's call Kelty first and then we'll write a book. Okay, great. Hello. Hello. Kelty. Uh, your skin looks so glowy and dewy. Like, what the heck are you doing? I want to do that. You should talk. You know that I'm really into the snail. No, tell me about the snail. The snail is like, it's Korean from Korean skincare. And snails allegedly, when they get freaked out, they like secrete essentially like a their snail trail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> snail trail is filled with like all of the regenerative like stuff because they have to like regenerate their bodies really quickly and so allegedly it's like slightly cruel but i'm not sure that i think like, <laughs> they're on the level of like what i care about but they like freak out the snails they collect the mush they put it in a, a thing and then you put it on so, so you, they don't send you actual snails that are you're putting in your face Snail cream come on okay all right i just i don't know I would, you never know i just imagine someone having a bunch of snails on their face and then someone else just running up to them being like and scaring the snails, and then they all just trail all over your face. It's something Gwyneth Paltrow would do for sure, right? Yeah. No, I do the snails, and then um, I have this, like, $11 cream off Amazon called Skin Food that I'm, like, obsessed with because I was on the plane. This is many years ago when Victoria's Secret was a thing, and they had the fashion show, and I was on assignment, and I was flying to... Paris for the Victoria's Secret fashion show and Victoria's Secret because it was on CBS that year I got to be on the Victoria's Secret angel plane which was like amazing and also like hard on my self-esteem and um <laughs> I was sat beside the Victoria's Secret official makeup artist and I was like can you just tell me like one thing that like I can afford and like what should I should do and she's like all the girls use this cream it's $12 on Amazon they slather their whole bodies and it. it's like the most moisturizing delicious thing of all time that's insane well it's working Wow. Your skin looks amazing. Wait, what is the what is the name of the cream? The cream's called Skin Food. It's by this, and it's the opposite. It's supernatural, cruelty free. It's called Lolita. <laughs> like an all natural, and I think it's supposed to be like hand and body cream, but allegedly you put it all over. I use it everywhere. So no snails were hurt in the making of this cream. 
no, that's a good one. And then the other one is the snails. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, how's your quarantine going? It's good. I miss people. It's been an emotional roller coaster. I'm in a circle of first, I'm happy because I'm at home and I'm probably living the most balanced life I've ever lived because I'm not like doing 16 hours of work every day. And then I'm like in a dumpster fire of depression because everything that we had going on for Lady Gang got canceled. Like we're supposed to be leaving next week. We had like a tour bus with our faces on it and a shower and like matching tracksuits. And we're going to do like a national tour. We're so excited. So that all got canceled. Then I get really sad. Then I get feeling guilty because I'm feeling sad about something as stupid as a book tour and there's like people dying. So then I'm feeling guilty and terrible that I'm a horrible person, that I'm so self-centered. And then I just get sad for the world. And then it goes around in a circle that never ends. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. It's a cruel, cruel, cyclical situation of just shit. I mean, it's so hard. And then I've been like reliving your Africa vacation. What oh. was that? Babe, I did Africa when Chris and I, I guess, were we married yet? I, maybe we were married, I don't know, it's like five years <laughs> in. And it was like, it was amazing and life-changing, but it was not, I don't know where you went, but it was like way different. <laughs> Dude, it was the sickest place ever. Like you guys should go back when you renew your vows or something and go to this place. It was amazing. My boyfriend's South African, so, but I too, I like put, posted the blog about it a few days ago and it like made me so sad just like reliving all of it because I'm like, I just want to be there right now. The life hack is not to go there with your significant other. The life hack is to do what Brandy did, and that's go to Africa and then steal an African man and then <laughs> force him to move to America. I did not force him. He wants to. You used the did you meet on that trip? My first trip to South Africa was in November of 2018. Mm. I went with Miley. She was there filming a show, and I met him on that trip. And so I've been back, like, I don't even know, like five times since then international love affair though that's so sexy he's pretty great but he's stuck there right now because <laughs> freaking the rona uh, and sorry this is your podcast i'm like now i'm just asking wells questions because i want to catch up with y'all okay <laughs> no do it because here's the thing your <laughs> podcast lady gang is like such a popular really like well-known podcast that people still will like tweet to me about the time that i was on your guys's show and that was a long time ago yeah you know, Wells, I do want to commend you. You are one of our, our top episodes of the year. Really? Wow. It's it's always interesting. I think what the most surprising thing about podcasting is it's, it's sometimes it's who you expect and sometimes it's not. And obviously you're a well-known guy. You have a popular podcast. So podcast fans already know how to find you on a podcast. Um, and you have been on television. Like you, you have all the things that make a great guest. But then it's like you get someone that's like so famous that's like, magazine cover famous and you're like oh yeah that didn't people didn't come for that you know and so it's always really surprising so I do want to give you a like your top 10 on Lady Gang episodes this year which is probably why you keep getting messages about it because I think what's so interesting about podcasts is we always assume that people are listening like as we drop them like, yeah. Podcasts. Fans. yeah we have fans that discover us like two months ago that start from the beginning five years ago we do and too up. and so it's like Oh my God, what did I say five years ago? My outlook is <laughs> different. Um, but yeah, it was such a great interview and you were so funny. So I think that's why it was it did so well. Well, it was so much fun to be on your guys' show. And I'm really excited because you you DM'd me the other day and you were like, hey, I want to send you something. And now I have in my in my possession a book written by you. Yep. You're welcome. I'm such a great gift giver. <laughs> Brandy, is is this your first book, Kelty? They, they send you one too good. Um, so this is my third book. Okay, I thought I thought you'd had another Jesus. one. Jesus. So when I used to date, he shall not be named. Mission. Mm. Um, and I think I knew Brandy during that time. Well, right after in the Buzznet days. Anyway, so mm -hmm. um, I was really heartbroken, and I realized in my twenties that all I did was date musicians, which is a bad idea. Horrible and idea. Is such the worst idea. And sorry, you have come from a family of like all musicians. <laughs> like, well, I, I had to learn it the hard way too. Yeah. So I, I realized that all I'd done is date these musicians over and over again. And so I started, I had this like journal and this blog and I was like, let me just like write some sort of like love, like why can't I get anyway? So that was my first book. I self-published it. 
And then we, I wrote this second very experimental book and self-published it as well, which was actually horrible. Like I went back and read it and I was like, this is the worst thing. I wrote it with a guy and it was supposed to be like this, he said, she said thing. It was a disaster. Mm. This is my first real book. This is like the, we went to Penguin Random House, Michelle Obama sitting, like book was sitting on the shelf. They're like, you guys want to do a book with us? And I was like, I'll do whatever Michelle Obama does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, okay. Um, and we worked on it for a year. We had a graphic, you know, Jack did the graphics designs. We, you know, had to write and edit and record an audiobook, and now it's in your hands and it's shiny and it's pretty and there's vagina paper in it and it's like everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, so I haven't read this yet, but there was a portion when I was skimming through that I was like, I really want to talk about this on the show. Do you mind if we go through a little bit of the lady slang uh, dictionary? Love it. Can I tell you where this came from? Please. So we on the podcast, we always started making up words and we were like, one day we're going to write a book, which out, you know, from day one. The first one we ever had was Dick Sand. Yeah. It was like very famous in the Lady Gang community of like, it's when you, you, you're getting the dick, you're getting the D or like just in a relation in like sort of a thing with someone and you can't get out. You're like, help me. I can't get out of me. Keep getting pulled down into the Dick Sand. And mm-hmm. then there we just started like girls were writing and they're like, I have a word for you and all this stuff. So that's where it came from. And we thought it would only make sense if we put the dictionary in the book. We've used Dickmatized a lot, and that's here. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've just been and- fucking ripping off the Lady King podcast the entire <laughs> time. I'm not saying that we own these words. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I just wanted to go through a couple of them that I thought was they were amazing. I really like the fucking Yeah, when you're in the fucking Use it in a complete sentence. Try. Everything was fine on March 14th, and then the fucking happened. Boom. Got right. it? <laughs> I really liked... Sadsturbation. Sadsturbation. <laughs> you would like that one. And there's a lot of people in quarantine right now that are in the middle of some sadsturbation. Yeah, it's mm. just masturbating now. Masturbating while sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. You know, it's different. But we've all been there. We've all been like, what, what am I dealing to myself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am deceased that Justin Bieber's mustache made this dictionary. Okay, but hold on. Topic. Hold on. But my favorite one is hatfish. That is so good. And that is noun: a person who is attractive only when wearing a hat. Which I lived in Nashville, <laughs> East Nashville, mind you, for a long time, and a lot of hipster girls are hatfishing guys out there. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. With hats, like especially as you get older, and guys start losing their hair, mm-hmm. and it's like. That bro that was so hot in high school and college is not hot now, but with a hat, <laughs> it's hot. You know I, feel like, I feel like most guys are hotter in a hat. So like when you see a guy that you think is smoking hot and he's wearing a hat, you like you can't give him that fully until you see him without one. It's like a rule for me. Right. It's like you need to know the ear to brain ratio. Yeah. You cannot tell in a hat. Like uh-huh. you can't tell. And you also need to know how this man, and I mean this in like the most loving way, is handling his balding because Mm. everyone is balding, right? And there's a lot of different ways that guys handle it. So if they're like that dude from Five Seconds of Summer who's like, I'm not balding, what? And like has it combed down like he's President Trump, (laughs) like that's a different and then puts the hat on top. Like, and I love Michael, he's great, but like we all know your secret, babe. Um, And so then there's like the other guys that are like, you know, like I need to know what kind of confident man you are. And, and when you take the hat off, it tells me a lot about your balding and that's fine because Absolutely. I have gray hair and gray pubes. So life goes on, you know what I mean? But I want to know what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Same. Because my first husband who I write about in the book that I had when I was 21, I met with hair and then, and then in the middle of our very short 11 month marriage, he shaved his head cause he was balding. And then I was like, I'm not attracted to you anymore. And then it was over. I mean, that's not the reason it ended, but you got to like, you got to know what head shape you're dealing with in this relationship. You know, what drives my mom absolutely nuts. My body. Very similar to this. So, so blood, AKA my dad, he dyes his beard like jet black with like box dye from CVS. And my, it like, it like makes my mom want to barf like she can't even look at him when he does it she's like why not just let it grow out gray like why do we have to dye a jet black with box dye i think that a salt and pepper man is yeah. so hot 
Same. Like my husband's beard is starting to come in with like some little grays. And I was like, I'm so attracted to you. Like your dad, blood, weird, um, <laughs> would be so hot with a salt and pepper beard. My mom drives a Televis all the time and he won't, he won't give it. It's like a guy thing. It's like when I see guys like box dyeing their hair too, like the, yeah. you know, I'm like, you don't understand your natural beauty. And then I get in the 360 of like, do I not understand my natural beauty? Should mm. I be tinting my eyebrows and wearing fake eyelashes? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel too. <laughs> but we're in entertainment. It's different. Well, and ageism too. It's like a hot man with great right? and a woman with gray hair on TV is like, oh, we thought she was younger than that. <laughs> Kelly, the show is called Your Favorite Things, so we talk about what our favorite things are. Obviously, one of our favorite things is this new book you guys have out. What are, what are some of your favorite things? My favorite thing is adult stickers. <laughs> I'm really into boojoing, which is a kind of meditational journaling that you do. And I've been getting a lot of shame from Jack and Becca during this process of our book coming out because I have a sticker chart for sales. And they're like, you're a loser. You're almost 40. Like, why do you <laughs> stickers? Stickers. I love stickers. I order them. I have like closets of them. Like what? I don't know. I'm a loser. I love a sticker. Do we go in a round or I just make a list? No, like, but, great. but hold on. I got to know. So like as a kid, were you like someone who got a lot of stickers in class or were you deprived of stickers and like a bad student and didn't get the stickers? And now this is why you're acting out like this. Oh, wow. So deep. <laughs> um, no, I was always a good student too. Uh, and I, I had an act I had access to stickers <laughs> um, I think that some adults love Disneyland you know like that adult that's like I want to go to Disney like just for fun and I don't have kids like I'm not that person I think stickers is my Disneyland like I'm like whoa stickers are beautiful and now there's so many cunty stickers like I just got a sticker that was like calm the fuck down and I put it right in the middle of the page and I'm like yeah and for the girls <laughs> Because this will be I don't know that they'll hear this before it comes out or before I deliver it. So the girls hate stickers. And I, when you pre-ordered the book, wanted to give all the, the people stickers. Yeah. Like, pack. It'll be so cute for your, like, you know, water bottle and stuff. And they're like, adults don't do stickers. And I was like, okay, well, one of the three of us do, does stickers. <laughs> so we did a pin. We, like, we decided to do a pin. Fine. So I ordered them each special Larry David face stickers off the oh, internet. wow for their like book launch gift from me. And there's like big stickers of his face that I'm essentially just gonna like, that's all they're getting from me. Not flowers, <laughs> not, not a bottle of champagne. They're just getting a Larry David sticker pack. For the record, I love stickers. I put them on my laptop and I put them on my suitcase because it that way, like I, that's mine. You know, it's like owning your shit. It's like those, I, the stickers make it mine. But Brandy, cool. Like I would. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I will say this: uh, the woman that I'm marrying fucking loves stickers. So there you go. And Wells, you know that you can now custom order. So like, you could for an anniversary or for a present, you can take your five best pictures of you together, and you can get like a sticker sheet made, and she would love that. So I'm just Ooh. all right. That was such a weird one, but I really, really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Are people normally like, I love Tiger King? Like, yes. what are people? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a weirdo. Are you watching any shows? For me, my husband has been working in New York, and so we never see each other. So this quarantine is the first time we've ever like been like been like, okay, after dinner, let's watch a show. Like we've never done that. So we have had multiple shows. Like we started with Better Call Saul, which we're like we're 10 years behind, I know. Then we did Tiger King, which was great. Then I did, oh my God, then I did Normal People. Have you watched it? No, but my best friend Olivia is obsessed. We, yeah. start, we started watching it and I feel like I thought it was going to be something different than what it is. Like it's kind of sad. It's so sad, but it is pornography for women. Like just, you need to sit down with Sarah and you need to watch that, especially as an actress. Like the acting is so intense and then there's so much like, He's just sitting there with his penis out. Like, it is so aggressively sexual, and I loved it. I was like, this, if porn was this, this, I would watch porn every day. Like, I totally understand men in porn now because I'm like, wow, it is actually hot to watch people have sex. But, like, they have to be Connell and Marianne. Anyway, normal people so good. And so then I instantly followed the guy who plays the lead guy that I'm in love with who's 24. Fucking weird. Um, and then I DM'd him, and I was like, I love you so much. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Did he respond? I'd love to interview you. Uh, and 
then I followed, there's another account on Instagram. He has this like silver chain on the show and he never takes it off. And then it's called Connell is his character. It's Connell's chain. It's the Instagram. So I followed that too. Loser. And then um, now I'm reading the book that it was based on. So I'm so fucking stupid. Anyway. That's what we've been watching. It was great. All right, Kelty, thank you so much for being on the show. I imagine a lot of our audience listens to Lady Gang podcast because we have a lot of females that listen to this show. But if you don't, you need to go listen to that podcast. It is so funny. For whatever reason, I'm the one who has to go do all the interviews. Brandy doesn't ever have to do them. I've done so many different podcasts, and your guys' was my favorite one by far. Like, I didn't know what I was walking into, and then afterwards, I was like, that was fucking hilarious. So thank you for, for letting me be on. And also... Good job on uh, such a good show. Thanks. I'm an anal retentive producer at heart. So, you know, everything's like produced within an inch of itself. So it's like, okay, here we go. Game. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I, I think that's what makes it, it makes it great. And, um, and I just appreciate you guys. Like even during the quarantine, I was like, oh my God, can we go on your show? I think I'd like texted Brandy or DM you. I was like, why haven't you invited me on your show? But I, <laughs> you know, our book tour got canceled. Like in order to make a book successful, you really need to tour it. You need to be able to go to bookstores and like hand it out to people. And you need people to go into bookstores and see it on a beautiful table. And like, we don't have any of that. So yeah. um, you guys allowing us to me to come on the show and just talk about the book a little bit means so much. And everyone can order it's out June 2nd, act like a lady you can order on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And so if you go to the ladygang.com slash book, there is a link to this site called bookshop.org. And it'll link you to, it's essentially as easy and as fast as Amazon, but it buys the book from an independent bookseller. So you can like help these little baby booksellers. Cause you know, when you go to a town and you're like, let's get our coffee and walk down that cute street hand in hand and like just shop around in the boutiques and the shops and like every, you know, those like really quintessential cool parts of every city. Yeah. Um, those bookshops are, are in danger of closing and they're one of my favorite things. So supporting like an in India is so important to us. So. Yeah, and I think the book's good. I mean, I know the book is great. I am an idiot, so I only absorb books through Audible. Is this thing going to be available on Audible? It is. We, it was so funny. So the quarantine happened and they, our publishers were like, well, we've never done a audio book. Uh, like we were supposed to be in New York, all sitting in their beautiful studio with like people bringing us snacks. Like I'm <laughs> in my closet with a Jack's in her closet with a blanket over her head, like in our recording material with the producer for eight hours straight being like, okay, let's record. So we recorded it all separately, but the audiobook is dope. It's so good. So you will be able to listen to it on audible. Awesome. June 2nd, act like a lady is going to be on bookshelves and on the internet. Everyone needs to go buy it. Kelty, thank you so much for being on the show, dude. You rock. Okay. Thanks guys. Happy See you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Tish and I are going on Lady Gang soon, and my goal is for our episode to beat yours. You know what? Please do, because I feel like we get a lot of <laughs> listeners from their show, and you know what? It can't, it can't hurt. Can't hurt. Actually, no, it's just, actually it's just going to help you guys get listeners to your guys' show and not to our show. All right. Well, that was a fun show. Oh, yeah. I love Kelty. You know, we haven't uh, done a fuck you very much in a while, and I feel like we need to get back to that. Let's do it next week. Next week. Let's, I want to give you a homework assignment because I feel like I come with this stuff a lot, and you kind of just don't. So oh, I want, really? Telling me how you really feel. I'm telling you how I really feel. I want you to find a funny review, and I want you to do it. Okay. Okay? Because I've done all of them. And then I'll look all through right. I'll look through the— you know, you know you run the risk of not— of thinking what I pick is not that funny. Yeah. You also run the risk of me cutting it. <laughs> That's true. Noted. Okay. Well, go sit by your pool and catch, catch a bronze, dude. I wish I was going to today, but I have a photo shoot. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, my first real photo shoot since uh, the Rona hit. For in what? March. For some Instagram stuff, okay? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I live alone. No. I don't have someone to take my freaking Instagram photos. Like Sarah takes all of yours for your hashtag paid Bacardi, whatever it is, <laughs> oh, sipping on ad hey, alcohol ad money. I, li I love it. I just did not know that's what it was. I thought it was for like some like Cyrus family reunion show that was going to be like happening. Oh, no. Thank God. This isn't a family shooter. This would take like the entire day and there would be tears involved and fist fights and yeah. All the things. Dude, get your content, bro. Out. Yeah, I got to get that diamond status content. Get that diamond baby. status. All right, well, 
go throw some fucking snail jizz all over your face so you look glowing. I'm going to. Her skin looked amazing. I know you guys can't, couldn't see it, but man, like glowing. Like she was glowing. And she didn't have on a stitch of makeup. She looked great. Yeah. All right. Well, I miss ya. Miss you. Love ya. See you next week. I mean. Honestly, am I ever going to see you in real life ever again? No. But we're not going to see anybody ever. in real life ever again. Because, Crazy. You know, because the world's ending. Nuts. This is the creepiest song, by the way. I'm gonna make Noah record a version. Cream colored ponies and crisp apple strudels. Sticking you in my basement and watching you die. Tying you up and then slitting your throat. This is a fucking scary song. <laughs> oh, you're in the fucking string section. I don't like it. All right. Later, dude. You're insane. Later. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.